0: Perak Bay's Mishnah Yud. Mishnah presents another case where we forbid a man to marry a woman based on the fact that he was involved in her becoming available for marriage. So it might give the appearance of improper self-dealing. The case begins with a married woman who made some kind of a vow. She took on extra restriction, and it was causing Shalambaya's problems. It was adversely affecting the marriage. Now, the Torah gives a husband the power to annul the vow that his wife makes if it adversely affects the marriage, but there is a time frame. If he doesn't exercise the power of hafaras nadarim the day he hears about the vow, then the window of opportunity closes. He can't annul it later. And at that point, the only remaining option would be hataras nadarim, meaning they go to a chacham, an expert nadarim, explain the situation, why they feel they should qualify for a heter grounds that, had she known the ramifications of the nether, she wouldn't have made it to begin with. An opening or a regret of the vow, and the Chacham sees fit. He could say, okay, there's a basis here to be mad the nether. And he declares three times, and the nether is gone, as if she never made it to begin with. And the Misha says, let's say, Ha-Chacham she-osr ha al happened, they went to the Chacham, can you be mad the nether? It's being a problem for our marriage. And the Chacham declined. He said, I just don't see a basis here to grant you heter in the nether. And as a result of that ruling, the man chose to divorce his wife. He couldn't deal with this nether she had. And therefore, they got divorced. The Mishnah rules, just like the case we've been learning about in the past, if you here as well, there is a rabbinic prohibition that says, and The Chacham himself cannot then go and marry this woman since he played a role in ending her previous marriage. So this might create the impression of corruption, of self-dealing, that the only reason people might start to come to suspect that the Chacham couldn't find a basis to release her from the nether was because he actually just wanted to marry this woman for himself. So he cannot you know, put himself in that negative light. that appears he engaged in wrongdoing, so he can't marry her. The mission now discusses a case where you might have argued there should be a similar kind of issue, but where in fact there's no such issue. That is that in the event a man served on a panel of three in a bezdin for process of meana of meun, which is a, a specific procedure that applies in the case of a, a girl who's still a minor, who gets married, but let's see you know, not through the father, through the mother, the brother, so it's only a rabbinic marriage halacha is that she doesn't need to get it. if she wants to end the marriage, she just has to formally refuse her husband in court and then the marriage is over. So let's say we have a person who serves on a bezdin overseeing Mian process for a young woman, Osha Chaltzah Bifanav, or he was on a bezdin which oversaw a chalitza, a woman had fallen for Yibam, the surviving brother, the decision was he doesn't want to marry her, fulfill his bits of Yibam, and so this bezdin oversaw the Chalitza, which of course has the effect of releasing her, allowing her to marry somebody else. In these cases, even though the person in question played a role in releasing this woman from the person she was you know, bound to before in a marital sense, still, Yisa'enah, there's no issue for one of these three judges to himself marry the woman, because he didn't act alone participated in this process, which dissolved her, her prior marital bond, as part of a Besden. So, in such a case, we don't have to be concerned how people are going to say that uh, he just engineered this whole thing for himself. No, he was part of a Besden, and therefore that would be already uh, too much of a stretch to say that, oh, he got a whole Besden together to make this happen when maybe, you know, me and chalitza, for some reason, wouldn't be appropriate because he just wanted to marry her himself. It's not going to create that kind of laz or negative rumor, so it wouldn't be forbidden for a judge on that court that processed the mean or chalitza to marry the woman himself. The mission now qualifies the rabbinic prohibition that does apply. In the cases we saw in this in the previous Mishnah, the agent who brings again from Medina Sayyam and serves as the witness to establish the validity of the get, the witness who testifies that a woman's husband has died, or the sage who declines to release a woman from her nether, which precipitated her divorce, we did say that in those three cases, he, the person who played that role, the witness or the sage, would not be allowed to himself marry the woman, lest he create an impression that something untoward happened here. It might generate less bad rumors about himself. But the mission now qualifies if at the time that he testified to help end this other marriage or he declined to release her from the vow and that ended the marriage, the man in question was married and their wives died sometime afterwards. There wouldn't be any problem. It would be permissible for the men in any of these cases to marry the women, for there's no you know, impression in this situation of something improper that he you know, caused this woman's marriage to end because he himself wanted to marry her. I'm not sure he himself was already married. That's true that before Gershom's decree, which obviously came after the Mishnah, it was permissible to marry more than one wife. Of course, the Masechata begins with such a case, you have, there, you have multiple wives, but even at the time of the Mishnah, it wasn't common. The norm was not to take more than one wife, so if he was already married at the time, then uh, no suspicion would be created. In addition, even if the man in the case wasn't married at the time, but the woman who ended her first marriage, then got remarried to someone else, amenu. And then that other marriage ended through either divorce or that man died. With tars Sina Suleyem, it wouldn't be a problem for this woman to now go and marry the man who played a role in bringing about the end of her previous marriage. For once there's a separation of a marriage to a different man, it again makes it look already far-fetched to say, well, he was planning on marrying her. Look, it's not true. She married somebody else. So, not a problem in such a case either... For the man to uh, marry this woman, well, again, you know, he played a role in bringing her previous marriage to an end. The mission concludes by stating, mutoros no Although in the basic case there is a prohibition for the man himself to marry this woman because it could create an impression that uh, maybe this is corruption, he improperly arranged this, that her marriage should end so that he could marry her himself, but this provision does not extend to his close relative, let's say his son or his brother. Those people would be permitted to marry the woman in question. For it's not assumed that the people are going to suspect that he would go and improperly precipitate the end of this woman's previous marriage in order to allow his relative to marry her. It's one thing for him to do something very improper. Because you know, he himself has, let's say, a strong desire to marry this woman, but uh, to do it for somebody else, even as a relative, that already is a different level that we don't suspect of a regular person. And so the son or brother of this person is permitted to marry her.